G'day everybody and welcome to the Risky Rollers podcast. I'm Dalton and I'm joined by Lockie. What's up everybody? Today we're going to uh, talk a bit about some of the brand new uh, changes and things to the game, through both through Nephilim and through all of the core FAQ updates and so on. Uh, as well as talk a bit about the Horus Heresy because we're still still excited for that, still got stuff coming for that one. So it's always going to come up. Before we crack on with any of that, huge thanks to Tim at Dice Arcade, sponsor of the channel. If you want uh, any hobby products, miniature stuff, hit him up, link down below, and you can get an extra discount as well. Uh, in addition, make sure to check out Miniature Scenery if you want scenery stuff. Gorgeous MDF kits and miniature kits as well, uh, all sort of laser cut MDF. Really phenomenal stuff. Um, in, in addition, thanks to the Trade Tinker for doing all of our gorgeous dice trays and so on. Uh, if you want to help us out even more than just listening to our stuff, make sure to jump onto our Patreon, where you can get bonus podcasts, bonus uh, battle reports, early access to battle reps, voting on extra stuff, uh, potentially some involvement in streams and things coming up very soon, all in the works, uh, as well as just being an absolute legend. Um, as well as if you want to hang out with us and talk shop, jump into our Discord, completely free, um, a great community in there, links down below, it's, it's a great place to be. Finally, if you are listening to us on Spotify or any other audio-only platform, we would really appreciate if you could uh, like rate or like or review or whatever that platform uses. It does really help us out. Uh, every one of those really helps. But uh, yeah, without any further ado, Lockie, what have you been working on recently? I've been working on Heresy and Studio. Yeah, and the Studio. Yeah, yeah. so there's a lot. There's again another... Another stage of uh, quality of life um, studio improvements that are underway. Um, some of which, sorry, all of which you will not. No, some of which you'll see in an well, in a, in a bat rep soon. We've, we'll have like better cameras and stuff set up, and, and that should all it should look a little bit nicer, a little bit more schmick. Yeah, but most of all, most yeah. of it you won't really. Most notice. of it's, um, yeah. so <laughs> most a, of it you're not going to see at all. Yeah, it's quality of life for us. Uh, on our end so just to make things a little bit more you know user friendly Um, and then yeah just um, I've built the Kratos tank I've built and painted 10 tack marines converted a Praetor and I'm just waiting for um, arms and bits and pieces to make my assault squad and despoiler squads and my custom Mm. phalanx style breaches which I'm really excited about which I'm annoyed that there's no rules for but um yeah, that'll be it'll be really cool. I'm I'm really excited for those. Yeah, that'll be sweet as. Um, but that yeah, that's it really. Yeah. Uh, and it's been yeah. slow going. Uh, the the kids have been fun to build and and all that. But overall, just finding time at the moment with another baby on the way is tough. Yeah, you've got some some pretty pretty amazing stuff happening in life in general. So <laughs> yeah, I, uh, can't can't begrudge your time time for that one. Yeah. What about um, you, mate? But yeah. Uh, well, I've been uh, I've been stuck in in the old Rona ISO for a week, yeah. um, so I haven't been helping with studio stuff because I haven't been able to get there. Got the old um, spicy cough, so as it's called in the, the Discord. Old spicy cough. <laughs> that, that is that is the one. But um, no, I've been I've been busy. I have I've painted a bunch of heresy stuff. Painted up ten breaches, um, a dreadnought, um, and then five tacks, and another five tacks on the painting desk at the moment. I've converted a Praetor that I was undercoating just before recording this podcast. Mm. Um, as well as I've been doing a little bit of work on some Chaos Space Marines. Um, I've got something like six obliterators uh, on the painting table. Nice. Uh, 
which I had for GTO over the weekend, but of course I couldn't go to that, so they're just there. Mm. So you'll get to see them on the channel pretty soon. Uh, I'm keen to try out some of the new Chaos Space Marine goodness. Mm, book's coming out soon. Uh, yeah, I think the book's already out. It's just uh, got to actually get a hold of one. No, it comes out it's, this um, weekend, doesn't it? Does it? Yeah, oh, sweet. It's this, yeah. it's this weekend. Yeah, it's the tenth, the the ninth. It comes I'm, out. I'm I'm so like this, this week has put me so out of touch with just everything in general. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, when you sit at home it's, it's like weird. in front of a computer it's, for like seven days straight, not doing anything. <laughs> it 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 takes you so far out of things. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I've been I've been really busy um, trying out some some new techniques. I think we're both using weathering powders and things on our on our heresy stuff. Yes, we are. Um, I don't. I don't know about you, but it's my first time using like pigments and, and pigment powders. Yeah, I used a little bit when I used to build terrain heaps when I was a kid. Um, but I've been I'm using them in a different way. So for the model stuff, I'm kind of using it as a way to just dust and add extra texture before uh, sealing it, rather than yeah. like turning it into like a, a paste and then letting it dry and stuff like like they how you're supposed to use it. <clears throat> um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. alternate methods for this for a different effect which is cool yeah so like I mean I've, I've seen I've seen it used a bunch on, on different YouTube tutorials and so on it's always been talked about and I've always wanted to sort of give it a go and see how it goes um, so I picked up some uh, MIG modeling pigment mm. um, and it's it's fantastic stuff you, you sort of you, you can push it onto your miniatures and you can really you can really push it too you can really like go hard with it um, and just cake up the legs of them and, and all over the bases and things like that and then seal it with a, a nice satin spray um, or a satin varnish which you can do through an airbrush or just through a rattle can um, and it just gives a really lovely sort of weathered gradient um, really dusty look and I've actually I've got a, a bit of funny story regarding the the satin varnish uh, a couple of years ago when I was working on my Tomb King's army um, I went and decided to satin varnish the whole lot uh, for a few reasons, but I, I wanted to protect them. I wanted to just like, you know, go that extra step with with the army because at the time it was one of the, the nicer ones I'd done. Um, and I went and I, I bought Games Workshop specific. Uh, I think it's called Munitorum varnish, uh, which is actually a phenomenal satin varnish. If if you're looking for a a spray varnish to the nice satin finish, the Citadel one's actually really good. Um, and then I, I went and found that and I used, I used up the entire bottle and then I ran out and I couldn't find any. And I went into a local G-Dub and they didn't have any. Uh, and for whatever reason, I got it into my head that they'd stopped making any more <laughs> and they discontinued the product as, as a whole. Because they, they do that at times. They just discontinue paint uh, paints or like spray cans and stuff like that. Without uh, telling anyone. It was about, <laughs> yeah, it was about the same time. I think they, they discontinued... A couple of other sprays at the same time. I think they had a Mornfeng Brown spray, um, which was the spray I mainly used for the Tomb King's army to, to base them with. I think they discontinued a bunch of... Cause I think they had they had some base, base color sprays in addition to undercoats. So not primers, but just base colors. They had a sprays, and I think they discontinued all those. And so I assumed this varnish had been discontinued at the same time. So a couple of weeks ago when I was picking up my, my modeling pigments, I talked to you about which varnishes you use uh, and you said you were using the Vallejo satin varnish. Yeah. I'm just a big Vallejo um, fanboy at the moment. Like I just, every Vallejo product I'm picking up, it's just leaps and bounds better than any 
Citadel stuff that I've been using in the past. So anyway, sorry, I'm continuing. It, it, it's, it's good. It's good. It's really good stuff. Um, so some of their paints, I mean, like any range, you're going to find dud paints here and there, but on the whole, they're just, yeah, quality stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I, I was in, in, at, uh, in at the hobby store picking up my modeling pigments and I thought, well, I better get a satin varnish. Uh, and I couldn't find any of the Vallejo stuff. And I asked the, the, the gentleman in there, oh, you know, have you got any um, satin spray can varnish? Um, and he said, oh, you know, I've got, I've got this thing there. I've got that thing there. Um, and he, he said a couple of brands that I was a bit hesitant about the spray cans. I had some poor experience with them in the past. Uh, and then he said, oh, and I've got some of the Citadel stuff there. And I went, I didn't think they make that anymore. So they do. And I've just spent two years not varnishing minis because I thought they discontinued the spray varnish I like to use. But there's so many other like decent varnish companies as well though but right the, fin- the finishes are different if i if i start using a different finish on the same army i then have to go back and redo all the old ones or they'll look really weird next to each other so i don't think personally from me using it the vallejo one doesn't change shit yeah yeah and and the citadel one doesn't really either yeah um so like and, I- that's, and it's, it's more so it's more so just the fact that if i've used i guarantee you that if i put a citadel satin varnish next to a vallejo satin varnish They'll there'll be there'll be just a, enough of a difference in the finish between the two. Oh, sorry, you're saying satin. The army with one. You're saying satin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course it would be. Yes. I'm talking. I'm in my head. I'm like Matt, bro. Like what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Satin. Of course. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure, so it would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. like, yeah. So I'm like, I definitely, I don't, I don't like the look of a matte varnish over minis. Oh, really? Um, yeah. No, fuck. I love it. Purely because like the paints, the paints themselves have a satin finish already. Yeah, yeah. I get uh, you. And I like a little, I like, I like a little bit of that. Not really a gloss, just a nice satin. Yeah, it really does it for me. Yeah, I'm I'm the opposite. Like, of like that, pow- like I, powdered, like dull look. Prefer it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely depends on on what armor you're doing as well, or what what color scheme you're going for. Yeah, yeah. But no, if sure. I got two, if I got two different satin varnishes, um, that have a different finish, and I would hate myself. So, no, no, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, hundred percent. Anything. Yeah, yeah, that would piss me off as well. Um, <laughs> because it's it's leaving leaving a, a mini just painted with Citadel paints. Um, has a finish closer to the Citadel varnish than a different varnish. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can I can I can, like, yep, I can get that. I'll, I'll do that. Yep. Fair enough. But um, but I found that so that's great. Um, I know Rustoleum has a varnish that I haven't tried, but their spray paints are phenomenal. So I'll give it a try at some point on a different project. Um. But yeah, so that that was good fun. Uh, and I've been using that one. The new the new Heresy plastics are phenomenal. Uh, how have you found? Like built, you said you built a, a tactical squad. That's the the new Mark Six ones. Yeah, I built a tax squad, uh, the Kratos uh, assault tank, and the and a Praetor. Um, Very nice. Oh, which Praetor did you go for? So I went the the Lord of Contagion one. Um, the, but oh, the, yeah, the big the big axie boy. Yeah, the big axe. But he's because we're world eaters. He's got a yeah. meteor hammer. So basically, what I did is I took. Oh yeah. I took the two chain hammer like meteor hammer with the chains connected off my rampages two of them cut the blade off a big axe stuck those two so it's kind of like he's actually got like a flail so it's like a big staff with like a flail with the meteor hammers on the end and then there's chains wrapped around the top to cover the the like the the connection joint and then i I put a you know um mark three world eaters helmet on him very nice. Um, and There's then such a brutal like just plate for the face. Yeah, it is. So that's what I've decided. I'm going to use yeah. for all my um, sergeants. Are going to be 
the Mark III helms, and then the different marks will change depending on what kind of squad. And then, oh, and then I grabbed the um, the Primaris Ancient banner. So, like, is that, is that the the Primaris Ancient? Wait, uh, is that the you mean the um, the Blade Guard Ancient or whatever? Sorry, the Blade Guard Ancient, Ancient. With, yeah, with the with the, uh, the the skeleton on the yeah the, the big banner. the big skeleton on the like the kind of um, Aquila style, but it's like a rectangle. And yeah, so I was like, yeah. okay, because so much of the forty k stuff looks you, the iconography is quite different from from what you get in thirty k, yeah, right? Yeah. So I was kind of like troping through bits and pieces that I had. I go, what's similar? And I go, okay, there's no clear like Aquilas anywhere. This is very still quite dark and, you know, it's just skulls and kind of, you know, gold-ish iconography. And I just I'd shoved that on his backpack and it looks perfect. So, yeah. a few bits of bending and, and bits and pieces and heating and bending to try and move, um, to move some um, purity seals around to fit the backpack and stuff. But yeah, and uh, yeah, it looks gangster. It looks really, yeah. really cool. So, um, I'm really excited so, yeah. to start painting that soon. They're fantastic kits to work with as well. But yeah, the um, the found... the actually yeah. Speaking of yeah. kits, so to answer your question, the model kit, the the infantry kits. I mean, yeah, whatever. It's sort of the same. I actually kind of had a little bit of issues with the because it's kind of like a, a trap. Is it a trapezium? No, it's a trapezium. So in yeah. the in the join, there's basically like a male female kind of like um um shape to basically get your join alignment of your arms, arms. correct. Right, yeah, right. the shoulders. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And I'll come back to them. I love the way they're in the shoulders. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty cool. But what I did find is actually like a, a bit unsure of like when is it actually, when is it actually in? Is it not in? I wasn't really sure. Um, and it took me a while to kind of figure okay. it out exactly um, how how it mm. clipped together. But once I kind of got, it, I was like, oh, okay, this is this is this is pretty cool. Um, but the tank kit that is awesome. So. It took ages to build because it's a massive tank and there's a lot of pieces. But in terms of it's how huge. the molds edges align, that you, you can't mess it up. Like sometimes you build the old kits where you kind of have to build like the left side of the tracks and then the right side of the tracks. And yeah, then, yeah. And then the middles. And sometimes you have to build the middle in this weird way where it kind of doesn't really line up. And then you're a bit like, oh no. And if you've used super glue, then you kind of have to like weirdly bend it and muck, or muck around. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was just like, no. Nah, I've, I've built put- multiple of the old second edition Rhinos and they all do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think Land Raiders were notorious for that because it's kind of built in the same yeah, way that this yeah. is, right? Where you have like the tracks on the left and the tracks on the right, and then you have the body and you kind of clamp them together. And but how. Clip together, yeah. And I was really hesitant when I was reading through these tracks. I was like, oh man, this is going to be so annoying. But when you do you it. This massive gap down one side next to the track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's what always used yeah, to happen, yeah. right? So. Um, yeah. But that doesn't happen with this one. So you still just do it in terms of, you know, okay, this looks like it's supposed to clip in here. Yeah, it clips in. You don't have to worry about, is it the correct angle or like, oh, have I, you know, not, nah, you just put it how it's supposed to go and it all just falls it falls into place. And I was like, I was thoroughly impressed by this. It's really cool. Um, and there's a few things they've done with that kit, which seems like they've thought of the process of people magnetizing to make it easier for them. Yeah. Um, that's that's something else I've come, I'll come back to as well. With like, for example, how the sponsons connect. So how the the gun actually connects to the sponson. You don't actually have to glue it. It's basically like a pin on the top and the pin at the bottom, which is actually part of the model kit. So when you want to change that out, instead of having to magnetize, you just pull those two things out, change the gun over, put the two pins back in, and it's actually part yeah. of the model. So 
um it's cool i take my hats off to the uh to the the um uh what do you call it the the user the 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 user experience team if there is one in terms of how they're designing the kits because i imagine there's obviously an art team that just does the 3d mesh or the the sculpting and then there's another team that kind of breaks it back up and designs how it's actually going to you know work as a kit um i i imagine those those two teams are different but that team that's done the the functionality part of it it's fucking amazing well, I mean, the I've I've heard elsewhere as well that the Kratos, like the main gun, you don't need to magnetize it. You can pop them out and replace it. Yeah, you don't. Well, yeah, you kind of you've out. got to cut out. You got to cut. You like sham, like bevel some edges on the on the guns. And yeah, you don't. Like I realized, yeah. I did it anyway just to make sure over time it's not going to get sloppy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's essentially just good practice, but yeah. lift up a little bit, slide it out, lift up, like, and then kind of I come love, in. I, on I love that you're making noises on an audio podcast. And I can, I assume that you're making the motion with your hand as well. I was, 100%. That no one can see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's why you do the audio, right? Because um, then yeah. they get it. They hear an audio sound and they're like, I understand. And they, I, everyone I knew doing, yeah. before you said that, that I was doing movements with my hand. <laughs> 100%. Um, but yeah, so like the, the Dreadnought as well, um, all of its weapons, it has sculpted into the plastic the spots for magnets. So... I'm gonna I'm gonna eyeball them right now and say so you probably want the ideal size for magnets is probably a one millimeter by four millimeter round magnet. That's pretty small. Uh, and those will just that'd be enough uh, to hold. Like that'd be enough strength to hold the arm in place. Oh yeah. Okay. Also, so you'd want one of those. Um, they're pretty strong magnets, and they're not like they're heavy bits. It's plastic. Um, oh, that's true. They're not resin. Yeah, right. Yeah, but you want. At one of those, you could put one in each side of the of the gun or the, the weapon arm bit, but you could probably do it with just one, and then another one in the inside the hollow bit of the arm, and you can just switch out all those weapons um, really easily. So it's sculpted in that you can magnetize them. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and yeah, I'll it's I'll, I'll second that that there is it's really obvious in in putting these kits together, especially the tactical marines themselves. I'm really impressed with the Mark Six tacticals. Um, that the designers have, they haven't just let a computer do all the, the, an AI slice. So if you look at a lot of the modern 40K kits, especially like I'm also looking at a bunch of the new CSM kits, um, the new Chosen, the new Marines, the all the stuff from the old Start Collecting box for them. Yeah. It was all very obviously just sliced by a computer. They put it into a slicing program, it slices it up onto a, onto a sprue uh, and onto a frame, and then they just print and then mold that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's how you get, you know, pieces that are like as though right, as, as though the printing middle, program, middle body, left arm, the, exactly like yeah. the printing or the press program did it rather than manually doing it in the design step. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Whereas you you look at um, all of these Mark Six Marines, you've got the the bodies and the legs are one piece, mm-hmm. um, and there's usually like as in there's three pieces that go together in one way. Uh, it's usually like one of the lower legs is separate, and then the the bot the front or the back of the body and the other leg are together. Yep. And then you've just got either the front or the back that clips onto those. Mm. And those are clearly done with a slicing program. They've just said, take all these, fit them onto the frame, go. Uh, and that's just sliced them up. But the way they've done, all the, all the bolt guns um, are separated at the wrists. And then all the arms, there are each set of arms matches up with one bolt gun. Uh, and with two arms, there's a set of three pieces that all fit together. And as you were saying, they've got little um, nubs 
on the flat plane of each of the shoulders so that those arms lock in. Now I'm normally really against monopose models because I think it just takes away the ease of customization. Yeah, me too. Um, but what they've managed to do here is every single body and every single shoulder nub is identical. Yeah, uh, as long so you can as mix you've and match. got the, the the right two arms for the right bolt gun, you can put that on any of the five indiv- individual unique body leg sets. Yeah, and you know what? Um, also, if you make a mistake, just get your knife out. <laughs> it'll, yeah. it'll still work. It'll just be a. At the end of the day, the good thing about Space Marines, right, is if you mess up the arm position, you can just cover it with the shoulder pad. Yeah, like have the shoulder I pad. Mean, they're very forgiving. Yeah, just have the shoulder pad roll back a little bit, you know, and cover the gap that you left behind, you know, between between the yeah, back yeah. of the arm and the and the back. Oh yeah, so like they're they're really forgiving, and and stuff like that. When you go, all right, the designers for these have actually sat down and gone, let's let's go the extra mile. Let's not make them just monopose. You know, here's a box of forty Space Marines where there are um, eight of each version. Mm. Um, they've gone, all right, here's a box of 40 Space Marines where just by switching out which ones have which arms, you can have 40 unique Space Marines. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, like, you'll start to see repetitive poses and things like that fairly quickly. Yeah, like the um, sergeant, you can't change the body. Well, you can, but you, you know. It's, you can, it's, you yeah, absolutely yeah. can. Yeah. He, his arms will fit on any of the bodies, yeah, same yeah, as yeah. anything else. Um, yeah. Um, the other, so, no, the... I'll, I'll take my hats off to them. Some of the best... Space Marines that I've, I've put together for a very long time. You know what's even better than that, man? Is literally yeah. the numbering. The numbering on the kits. It's oh, one, yeah. two, three, four, five, six per Space Marine. So basically the the sprues are broken up into like a one, top left corner is one Space Marine. It, here's a box. There's all the arms, the bodies, the leg, the head for one Space Marine. Move over to the next fucking yeah. box. Bang, and and then but then the next box is also one two three four five. So it's not one two three four five yep. continuous order. It's no one two three four five six one whatever one to eight. Then the next one is one to eight. Then yeah, the I next. Think, one... I want to say there's, there's either six or seven pieces per marine. Yeah, whatever whatever um, it is. But it's just it's it's done then, in yeah, these they're, blocks. They're in little bits. That's so easy. And then you've got so good. you've got all the shoulder pads are separate. Yeah, um, which are really nice because they're like the first part you're going to go to to change them out to customize them. Yeah, um, and you've just got like a, a row of shoulder pads and things. And then you've got you've got a, oh, the other thing as well. There is a like a little. It's not really an upgrade frame, but the little frame that has all the extra bits on them. All of the um, yeah, like the pistols and the grenades the pistols, and the melter the bombs and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the only thing that that is missing because it's got everything. The only thing it's missing is an empty pistol holder holster for the sergeant. So I've had to go through my bits box and find a few empty pistol holsters to put on my sergeants. You know what I miss? Um, and this is going to sound retarded, right? To, to some people. But I do miss when it was the arms had the fist enclosed with the pistol with the with the trigger, and the bolters were the uh, bolters with the handle, because you had, you had to cut the and you had the, to cut it off, the, right? Cut it off because in the yeah. situ- in the situation where I'm in, like, okay, I've got forty marines from the box. Well, yeah. I was going to split them up between world eaters and white scars, and now I've decided no, I'm actually going to have it's going to be forty four. World Eaters, because it's going to be like, one's going to become yep. an Assault Squad, one's going to become a Breacher Squad, one's going to... But, for example, my Breacher Squad, right, is the Phalanx Breachers from uh, when they were the Warhounds, which is, they would carry spears yep. and shields, and they'd have their bolters strapped to their back. So now yep. I have to print or buy bolters separately, because I don't have bolters 
like Mark yeah. Mark Six bolters to or any kind of Mark to use. It's like I'm not complaining at all. Like it's it's fine. It's just one of those things that just I mean that hasn't been that hasn't been the case for a very long time. So you know whatever. But it was just one of yeah, those yeah. things that I really would have loved it to have been that way. Um, just because yeah, no, that, that's fair. I think because they're kind of pushing towards the whole conversion with this. You know, I think when we were running over the rules, there's things like it doesn't matter if you have. Uh, they're not like oh 40, God, yes. 40k where you yes. don't need a model for the for the for the, if there's a thing. Yeah. Doesn't matter there's if there's a, a model. List. There's rules for it. Yes. Fuck yeah. There, Amazing. There's a whole list of of character upgrades. All the different consoles you can put on your Centurion. Yes. Yeah, so you just make whatever you want. And there's only models for like four of them. Yeah. Sick. Um, there's like a whole list of characters that they just don't even have no, models. There's yeah. no models for these. Yeah. Just convert them. Yeah. Just, just build them. Yeah. Have fun. Exactly. And it's it's so good. Yeah. Um. None of this fucking. Oh, you can only you can only take you, the things in the squad that come in one box of that squad. It's like no, fuck, fuck that. Fuck yeah. That. So uh, because they yeah. haven't changed that with the new edition and stuff, and obviously, like we know, if, for those of you who don't know, um, this game is not written by you know the Games Workshop team. It's written by the Forge World team. It's written by different yeah. people. Yes, they're under the same banner, but for all intents and purposes, they are different companies. They it, are. It, it's a, it's a different team. Yeah. It's part of the, it's. Yeah, yeah, it's a different team doing it. They're not the ones that work on 40k. Yeah, the the, the Games Workshop crew can't turn around and be like, "Hey, Forge World," they're like, "Fuck off." Um, so you know, and it's clearly showing, obviously, in rules design, in models design, in in a lot of stuff. Um, except their marketing, <laughs> pricing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, which is great. Uh, you know, ultimately yeah. overall, it's really, really, really good. So. But yeah, so I mean, like on the whole, yeah, I've been super happy with with these minis. Um, I've been enjoying painting Space Marines, which is a really weird place to be. Yeah, me too. Um, and the, the Mark Six Marines are the closest Marines have ever been to true scale, um, and they're not bloody Primarist. It's proper Space Marines mm. at basically true scale. Yeah, it's great. But you know, what, you know what? I'm just like losing my mind for is that if this keeps going well, like the potential for kits. To come out like the tanks, plastic ones, yeah. Oh, of yeah. just like the leaps and bounds of crazy tanks that exist in 30k that some they don't even have models for as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And like it was weird because I always thought with when they announced Siege of Terror, we're kind of like, okay, does that mean that they're gonna just done and dusted? Like Heresy's sort of dead in terms of a in terms of a supporting thing, not necessarily from the game, but I mean from the 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 narrative and the story and then i didn't even i don't know if this just went massively under the radar but when they released the box set they also released a book with it they uh, Cthoni- Cthonia's reckoning yeah the book which i um, should read at some point but it, which uh, is some yeah. i've it's a you know modern uh, not modern but a uh, you know 2022 written story or whatever um of based on the box of imperial fist fighting sons of horus right i've i've I mean, I haven't read it, and I haven't read any reviews or anything like that, so I don't know. I don't know. My instinct is to hope that it's not another Indomitus. No, because that I, yeah. novel was horrific. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I haven't read any of this. I'm not saying it's good or bad or anything. But my point is that they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're clearly this isn't over. And like the more and more I like, because I've gone back to now. I'm reading this now that the um the next Siege of Terror novel is about to come out. I've gone back to reading the first one again. And I want to get into a nice read read the first five straight up to you know um, six coming yeah. out. Um, and whatever. So, and then as I'm as I'm kind of going through it, um, because I just finished um, 
a scar again, and then I um, I just finished the um, uh, Slaves of New Syria, the the world eaters, the Angron um, uh, Primark book again. And and the more I'm thinking about, like, oh, there's so much they just haven't touched on, you know, like yeah, they've got so much room to keep keep exploring. They could even just do like a whole Great Crusade thing. You know, oh, about amazing. like how like a whole series on, on or different series on each legion. Maybe just start with one on like, okay, let's let's deep dive into Gilman's relationship with, with Conor and like how that actually was. Yeah. And, and it, you know, because it's touched on in his book a little bit, like the book about him I mean, in terms of how the relationship was yeah. built and then, then the transition. And it was it, in the heresy, they only really do this for the lion. We, in the Heresy series, it's a book about his origin, about how he, you know, became who he was and, 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 and um, took over Caliban and then created the knightly... Well, didn't create the knightly orders, but, you know, cemented himself as leader and yada, yada, whatever. <clears throat> um, that, yeah, I yeah. think, would be cool. Like, origin Primark stories, but, like, really fleshed out proper in relation to their legions and, like, really doubling down on character origins. Like, how did Khan become, you know this crazy super epic warrior and you know um nathaniel garrow you know how was his life on the death you know during the death guard the relationships between say him and typhon and like oh well whatever you know there's just so much there to yeah, yeah. to keep expanding on and to keep building and i don't think it would be badly received i think it would be quite what quite positive if it's done in a way that's, that's fleshing these things out from a from a character and yeah. story and, point and, and of assuming view. it's all assume it's all written well and, and and done well which for the most part they have been so mm. As long as they can keep up that that level of quality that they're going with um, with them, yeah, then I think it, they could keep keep it going for for years and years and years without ever slowing down. Like thirty percent bolter porn, seventy yeah. percent story and characters, right? If they if they built it yeah. on that kind of structure, which I think most of the heresy books are kind of like that. Most there's shockingly few like just full bolter porn heresy books. Yeah, I know the ones that like, the, that like are, most, are most of them are actually good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ones I mean, that they're, are they're like they're that are like ones. nah, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what is it like? Battle for the Abyss, and like most of the time, mm. Amanda's novels and mm. stuff like that. It's like, all right, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but um, yeah. Can you imagine though? Like my, my my biggest hope is that we get some plastic Mechanicum stuff. Oh yeah, they have can, to because they have to. Oh mate, plus you have no idea what I would give for plas- plastic Talaxi. Yeah, plastic Talaxi would just be I'd lose my mind. I'd be like, all right, fuck it, I'm I'm doing Mechanicum. I'd lock myself in my room for like a month. And just come out of it with like seventeen thousand points of, of mechanic. Look, to be honest, I don't think I wouldn't hold my breath on it anytime soon. I think they've they've got a lot yeah, to yeah. roll out um, yeah. with. For example, yeah, just the, sorry. That was that was the other thing that bummed me with the kit. <clears throat> Coming yeah. back quick, just quickly to the to the Age of Darkness box, is that you can't really build Bolter Chainsword guys with the tactical kit. And yeah, I know it. The, the Mark Threes have the chainsaws. Yeah, so I understand they're obviously going to yep. bring out a, a Mark Six despoiler kit because that's what the, the data sheet is in the book, right? The despoiler squad has the chainsaw and the, and the bolt pistol. But it, yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'll bring out a, a Mark Six kit for it because they have resin kits. I think they probably just, they might bring out like a, a, cl- a melee comp. Yeah, in the same vein, they have the upgrade weapon packs. They might bring out a melee weapon pack that's like, oh, here's a pack with. Yeah, ten chain swords and ten chain axes and really? ten power swords. I reckon. I reckon they might because they might. They. I reckon they will group like the despoiler and the assault kit into one because then you because you'll change the pose like 
a guy holding a chainsaw and a bolt pistol is not going to be standing back like he's as in his body pose. He's not going to be leaning yeah, on one yeah. arm like kind of leaning back. Oh, I, do you know I, what I, mean? I hope I hope they do. I just don't think they will because they have resin kits to do that. I, I don't think. I think when you look at what they've been doing, they've been either adding like new stuff, the Kratos, the Mark Six bodies, yeah, or they've been um, replacing Forge World stuff where they've taken Forge World kits out of production. And yeah, and replacing it with plastic, blocks. right? The 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 Sakaar and the Leviathan, the Contempt of Dread, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Whereas the you can still go on there and buy the Reaver and the Despoiler squads. No, I know, but that's what I mean. In time, like those things will get in replaced. The long run, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I reckon you'll be sooner oh, rather yeah, later. Yeah, I reckon yeah. you'll see it in the next month. Um, nah, because they, they've still got to roll out the the Sakaar and, and all of its variants. Oh yeah, true. Well yeah, the, yeah. Um, and then the buying the Dreadnought well standalone. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think I think we've got a little ways to go before they. And there's still a couple of upgrade weapon packs that haven't been released yet too. Yeah, yeah, because you can't get so like I, any I of the grav stuff, or you know, none of the grav stuff, none of the Volkite and yeah. um, like the heavy Volkite. Yeah, the heavy, the heavy stuff. Still yeah. Coming. yeah. Oh, I'm so keen for those heavy Volkites. They. They're going to mince your fucking world eaters like nothing else. <laughs> They're brutal. Oh, just everything um, Volkite is insane. Yeah. That Deflagate rule is just insane. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's, I mean, like, it, it's horrific against vehicles. Like, it does nothing. But oh, yeah, yeah, it's but it's hilarious hilarious So it's vehicles. sick with the Kratos, right? You can have the whole thing with Volkite. <laughs> yeah. It, I'm going to get a Kratos at some point, and I'm just going to Volkite the whole thing and be like, yeah, this is how I run it because <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. It's annoying. I oh, wish I'm you gonna could... Delete, I'm going to delete 40 Marines. Here you go. I wish you could <laughs> run, like... All auto cannon, which sorry, which you can you can, um, but you can't run all melter, which is annoying. So it's like, can, can why? You not, uh, I suppose sponsor melters. You don't have sponsored yeah. melters, and you at all, and you don't have the 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 hull um, melters either. So you, you, the way you do it is you'd have las cannons, right? But <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like, why can't we just have everything las, everything melter, everything volkai, everything you know, um, hard rounds, whatever. Well, the- yeah. Anyway, it's it's but, it's um, it's nitpicking as well. I'm not complaining. The kits, all of it is amazing. I'm 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 yeah. I'm such oh, a and, and the new, big heresy the Proteus fan. Proteus Land Raider's on its way as well. A, a new plastic Proteus Land Raider. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm keen for that. I've still got to build the Spartan though. Yeah. That, so do I. Be a, a big I'm waiting on doors. Like I'm waiting. Got, on yeah, I've got doors on the way as well. Yeah, I'm yeah, waiting I've got, on. I've got, I'm waiting on Vorax, and I'll convert a Pravian, so I'll, I'll run a bunch of them with them. Yeah. And then I'm waiting on doors for the Spartan. And that's my excuse as to why I haven't built or painted it yet. Exactly, that's ex- exactly my excuse as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, if you want to get a hold of any of this plastic heresy goodness, make sure to hit up Tim from Dice Arcade. We'll hear a bit from him and be right back. Dicearcade.com.au. All the biggest brands of miniatures and wargaming. Free postage over $250. Thanks for that one, Tim. Uh, and yeah, make sure to hit, hit him up for all of your plastic heresy needs. Uh, and also, if you want to buy tickets to our upcoming Risky Rollers Open, you can do that through his web store at dicearcade.com.au to make mm. sure to check all of that out. So, turning away from all of our heresy excitement, which we're, we're doing a lot more of that. Um, we're, uh, I'll, I'll let you know we're testing out streaming at the moment as well. And we're going to be uh, playing some heresy stuff on there, just in the Discord at the moment. So make sure you're in the Discord if you want to hang out with us while we do that. Yeah. But... We'll be doing a bunch of that there, and there's a bunch of heresy in the Discord. We've got Death Guard, Night Lords, Iron Warriors, Blade Death Guard. Angels. Who's playing Death the... Guard? Uh, someone's making Death. I saw someone painting Death Guard the other day. Mm, um, sure. White with green shoulders and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Um. I- Iron Warriors. Uh, I think there's another Sons of Horus player in there as well. 
Um, I saw Blood Angels. Empress Children. Empress Children. Yep. Iron Warriors. Not many loyalists. There's not many loyalists. So I think yeah, the it's, only it's loyalists are Imperial Fists, Blood Angels. Oh, Imperial Fists. Okay. Yeah, that's Liam. Liam's Imperial Fists, I'm pretty sure. Or someone. Oh, nice. Or yeah. someone. Um, yeah. yeah, we need more, loyal- <laughs> need more loyalist players. So I've got White Scars, I've, I've but I mean, tempted. that won't be anytime soon yeah. because I'm, I'm kind of knee-deep in World Eaters yeah. and, and pumped about Did, it. But... My problem is that, like, Sons of Horus and World Eaters would be the ones that I'd go for. So you're doing World Eaters. So I'm like, all right. I could kind of do... I kind of want to do Thousand Sons. But they're another Trader Legion. Yeah. All the Trader Legions are cooler. <laughs> Everyone yeah, knows yeah. that. They're just way cooler. Yeah, yeah. The Trader Legions are cooler. I thought but we decided like, on Ultramarines Word, Word or Thousand Sons. I've considered it. Ultramarines and Blood Angels are what I'm tossing up. I yeah. thought about Imperial Fists a bit with the new yellow contrast that's coming out. <laughs> Poo. Imperial, oh, fists, Imperial fists are the lamest I just, legion. I just don't care. Like, yeah, they're so lame. <laughs> just, I just don't care. They have some um, cool characters, but overall, the legion and dawn—they're just the worst. Yes, yeah. and like lame. It's yellow, like there. Um, Iron hands aren't bad. Angels a bit. Yeah, but they're like—they're not really there much by the end of it. I, I kind yeah. of—I kind of like having my stuff justified as like I could see if I'm doing two different armies. I want to be able to see them like fighting each other or alongside one another. Yeah. Just as a, as a personal project thing. I like well, then the your answer's there, right? Blood Angels. Has to be. So, so I'm thinking Blood Angels for loyalists, or I just do Thousand Sons and be like, yeah, cool, why not? Because well, yeah, no yeah. one's doing them. And they're all they're all psychers and stuff. They'll play differently. Thousand Sons are super cool. They have some really cool models too, got, like the Dread. I've, the... I've got two of their Dreads. They're two of their Scarab Occult. Yeah, Dreads. Dreads. Yeah. And they're Terminators. So, and yeah, they, they are models. really cool. Yeah. I, I prefer pre-heresy um, T-Suns than post-heresy oh, yeah, post T-Suns, uh, to be honest. I kind of don't really like post-heresy yeah. T-Suns at all, because I don't really like Siege. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of... I'd like to do them in such a way where it becomes really obvious that there's a bunch of rubrique amongst them. Because they, they weren't repainted yet. They'd still be the, the candy red and the gold. Mm. But then, like, what can I do to really emphasize that, like, half of them are just suits of armor by now? Because the rubric happens very early in the heresy. Doesn't that the process happens, but not all of them are... Th- uh, I'll need to do some research and find out. Oh, no, yeah. It's I, like... From, it kind from of memory, by the, time, by the time of the siege... The siege, they are... The, yeah, the siege, you're right. Yeah, because they it, are rubric by then. Yeah, because it's it's in... um. Uh, in the third times. book. Ironman casts, Ironman casts the rubric in... A thousand subs. No, I know. A big introduction book. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it's kind of showcased in the third Siege of Terror novel when they kind oh, of yeah. make you know Planet Fall or whatever. Um, what is it called? I can't remember what the fuck that third one's called. Anyway, third one. Um, and then yeah. they're just like, "What do these think? Like, what's going on here?" Uh, and they don't really get it. Um, Still, I'd, ra- I'd rather I'd rather be with them than with um, the Death Guard by that stage. I don't Death know, man. Not in good shape. Nurgle's awesome, bro. He's like all about love and cuddles. Yeah, but the problem is when you're at the siege, you're near enough to to the emperor that he can like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like that's a problem. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> like, that, that, that's that a big suck. problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, but no, I'm tempted to do do um, T sons. I've got two dreads. I might even just do them up as, as a test scheme and be like, all right, here's what it is. Anyway, point is turning turning back to 40k for a bit. We have had some exciting news there that, like, I think realistically neither of us give a fuck about. But <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm so, like, uh, well, I, it's cool, but also like, uh. 
Yeah, I mean... We've got Space Marines. Uh, about like two weeks ago, I would say yes. Um, and then I played... You, you've actually played some Nephilim now, because yeah. you've been out. Yeah, so I played... you've got a bit more of a perspective on it. Yeah, I played some Nephilim, and it's it's good. So my main issue with all of it is that there's just too many changes in a short period of time. I think the Nephilim changes are good for some. Um, it's kind of like what we said in the last if, podcast. If you want to hear more about that, go back and, and listen to one of my rants from back in January when they first announced. Yeah. Um, first announced they were doing the whole seasons thing. And I just spent like half a podcast talking about this way too fast for anyone other than like hardcore playing five games a day competitive yeah. stuff. Which, like yeah, it's you're, too fast. You're, anyway, you're, yeah. you're right. So if it's it's a way of like supporting oh, sorry, the... Sorry, very big as well. The balance data sets come out again out of fucking sequence. Yeah, I know. Like yeah. two months after the last one. I don't what the fuck? Sorry, I, don't under- I don't understand why they wouldn't just keep it regular and then just then at least everyone knows that the, it's going to yeah. come out at this time. Well, and what's, you know, what, like... what's baffling is that it should come out alongside the chapter approved. You yeah. Should, you should have... Chapter approved comes out. If they're doing that every six months... And then you have a balance status like with every chapter approved and then every three months like in between them. That makes more sense. Yeah. But they didn't do it like that for the first like three balance status weights. And then they just arbitrarily changed it. Yeah, I mean who yeah. know who knows? So, it might it might be a reflection on the fact that they have completely different teams working on it, or who knows? Like we don't know, right? So yeah. Yeah. what we yeah, do yeah. know is that um Nephilim is going to hugely affect army certain armies. Uh, well, sorry, it's going to hugely affect everyone, but it's going to more positively yeah. affect some armies and more negatively affect others. Now, after yeah. playing, I mean, look, it, it's going to it's going to adjust the 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 field as things are, which is fine. Like the changes to the the balance structure of the game is fine because you'll still settle on a new, a different but still a structure that it'll come down. Yeah, some armies that are good, some armies that are bad, whatever. So, so I was having a conversation yeah. in in a disc, in a Discord talking about this exact point, and 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 it's not that they're making changes. Changes are great. It's that they are making significant game structuring changes alongside army balance changes, along points changes. Yeah. So you have and no point that, we, we of reference not, in terms of what's actually fixing your not, game. <laughs> We know that they're not competent with any of those three individually, let alone all three together. <laughs> so, if you just just so, strip it strip it back and say like a, okay, you're making a product, any product could be yeah. a billboard, could be a soft drink, could be a you know, a, a piece of art on a video game. Anyone who's anyone will tell you that you if you work in that industry, the iterative process is never to change like five things at once. Yes. And, then mean, get, and then I get and then get data and then about a bunch of other stuff like yesterday we had yeah. this big discussion where i'm making the point of like you can't if if what you are trying to do is have any sort of data to look at uh figure out the veracity or the usefulness of any given change then you need to make sure that nothing else is changing alongside it this is like all of the changes don't basic yeah, or that Basic the changes are effect. different enough where or the they, numbers they aren't going to be affected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Which you can do. If, if each change would... You can, you can do, yeah. yeah. But the, the, the point is that you go, if you're going to change something, then you you only change the one thing, you see what effect it has, and then you change something else. Mm. So, you know, which, I think... Which has not happened here. I think Nephilim is... Um, I think the the the... On their own, isolated, i.e. balanced data slate, Nephilim, points changes, none of them are bad. They're all good. They all independently and 
in and of themselves f- correct the game to be a better player if, experience for everyone, right? If any one of these changes were done on their own and nothing else was changed, it'd be fucking great times. Just literally what I just said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm clarifying all this. Yeah. So... It'd be great. 100%. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of go, okay, cool. Well, you know, whatever. It, it is what we is now that they're all here. And then so when I've gone and played Nephilim, I kind of went into it going, this is just going to be stupid. It's not going to make any sense. Now, I do think, this is only after a couple games, but I do think that the um, the Nephilim severity, I guess, um, is going to be uh, matchup dependent. So I've played uh, Nids and then also played um, Space Marines v. Space Marines, right? So, yeah. which is in an upcoming battle. And it's normally Space Marines. It's like, ugh, whatever, who cares? That was the best game of 40k I've played in like tw- in like 18 months. Like straight up. Yeah. It was awesome. It was so awesome. It was like... F- decisions... So so decisions mattered, but also they didn't matter. Um, you kind of you kind of go in going, okay, cool, I'm going to smash this. But you don't just kill it. But then if you don't just kill it, you're not bitch slapped back where it's super punishing. So it literally becomes fantastic. this kind of tug of war, yeah. Just like heresy is, you know. Yeah, nothing like feels, used to be. yeah. Nothing feels kind of super yeah. overpowered. Granted, look, I might have not been playing the army I was probably playing properly, and there might have been ways to do it better. But I'm pretty sure. Well, you know, I don't think I missed much. Um, <clears throat> and then, and that felt awesome. It felt so good from just a gameplay. This is enjoy enjoyable point of view. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, part of that as well, I just want to throw out there um, another point of, of change that could affect the data there is Armour of Contempt is a thing. Yeah. It's been a while since any of us have played Marines on Marines with Armour of Contempt. Yeah. And that is fun. Um, like, that is, it is, it is and good. It it does. They're some of the earliest books, so they're not super busted and killy like the, the newer books are. Yeah, exactly. So Armour of Contempt does a really good number on them and goes, okay, let's have a back and forth. Let's have combats that last multiple turns. Yeah. Let's let's do this whole thing again. Yeah. It was yeah. good, man. Like I was, yeah. Like I said, it was really positive. Like Tyranids, whatever. Tyranids don't care. <laughs> yeah, they're fine. Their data sheets are so, sheets are so strong. Like, it's like, a, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need. And funnily enough, the whole six CP thing—it's not that bad because you're getting two back a turn. It actually, yeah. And there's so many strong. I think if the the, the it would be more severe if if overall they they didn't overhaul of the CP system like they should anyway and change the costings of some of them because some of them that are still you know you get you know for example with tyrannies like oh I'm just gonna get D three extra attacks well it's still one CP so yeah if you in your opponent's turn and you're a prolonged combat and you're like oh my god I need more attacks well you're gonna get that well, CP got- in their turn so you're like yeah, oh cool well I've got that now yeah. or you know it's that actually, I think, is a really, really positive chain is shifting that CP regeneration to um, yeah to, to each um, e- each turn. I think that's really positive. I'm, I'm curious to see how it how it changes the way that we think about budgeting CP over time. Massively. I can see that being being a change there. Where you go, all right, you've still got to think about budgeting for your, your big two, three CP strats yeah. or multiple one CP strats. But it means that you're you're forced away from that big, you know. 15 CP dump turn one to, to have the massive alpha strike. Mm. You have to spread it out. You need to spread your, your damage dealing or your durability buffs out across the game. Yeah. Which, or, is, which is cool. Like I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I think the, I think the trickle down is more of less of a, um, 
a, a gameplay, like how you play adjustment, it's a list design adjustment. So, you know, p- potentially taking something that might be 10 or 20% less efficient than something else because it doesn't, but it doesn't rely on stratagems. So then overall in the actual grand yeah. scheme of it, yeah. it's actually more efficient for you. Um, yeah. That's where I think the things will really again, shift. Why needs are so good. Because yeah, exactly. Because the data shift is just like whatever. I don't care. I don't need. I don't need to. I don't rely on rerolls. So then, any anyone else's other like, oh, I'm going to turn your rerolls off. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I, I'm hopeful that the new CSM book is along similar lines. There. Um, I just have yet to stop being salty about all the options we've lost. You mean like not relying on on things like rerolls and stuff? Ex- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm, I'm saying it, so, it's a very fun. So CSM. It's previously... very fun to play without relying on that shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, CSM previously were very not so much reliant on on rerolls and things, but it was re- you, you needed to rely on stacking a bunch of different buffs and things from sucky powers from stratagems on one unit that worked together in ways that probably were never intended in order to be able to compete at all. Yeah, um, because of a whole edition of just supplement books and stuff like that over a top period of time, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was it was like you were gaming the max out of bloat is what was happening there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah. and they've moved from that. By the sound of things, um, the new book is is strong. But I haven't I haven't heard the whole the same thing as Nids where everyone's like, oh my god, it's it's the it's gonna ruin the. It's like I've heard they're strong. I'm sure there will be a couple of like busted combos in it because I you know of there always there will be uh... yeah but. Um, I've heard good things about it. So I don't know, man. People said the same. About the book, people said the same thing about the needs. Like when the needs leak came out, people were like, "Well, this is pretty strong." Da da da. And then I don't think anyone really realized how strong that was going to be until it was actually, you know, used in practice. Well, interestingly enough, with the, with the needs, people as soon as the book came out, people were like, "This is busted." With with reference to like the mortal wound dumps and things, which was obvious. But the, the real, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the real oppressive stuff is is just all the data sheets. Yeah, <laughs> and like the, the fact that you can you can put down almost any block of two thousand points of nids, almost any of them, and be like, yeah, no, this is going to be aids for you to deal with. Yeah, like regardless of what it is. Even now with like um, CP reducing, right? I reckon there's be I, I, someone might have already done this. Yeah, I'm we've I'm kind of lost touch with the the um, international competitive scene, but like just gaunt and gargoyle spam with high um. Poison one? Gorgon? 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 Hydra. One of them. Can't remember one of them. Uh, Which is just essentially four plus poison poison on everything. (laughs) And you just like... Without having the stratagem support anymore, no one will have enough... Like, won't have that firepower (laughs) boosting to deal with that many models. And you'll just be like, meh, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um but yeah. No, so I'm keen to get chaos into it as well and, and get some practice games there in now that I can well, as soon as I can get out of out of ISO. Mm. Um and then there've also been a couple of other changes as well. Um there's only really two things I want to touch on here. They've just released uh, an FAQ for the core rules oh. and updated the FAQs for all the other that was this morning. pieces. They've they, they, uh, yesterday, I think. Oh was it? Okay, yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday they've, morning. They've um <laughs> They've fixed up some orc stuff and some tau stuff. They've made sure that Farsight can't take ethereals because it's dumb. Um, just like little quality of life stuff. And then the change that everyone's losing their minds over, one of the um, strategies you could employ is when you had models hidden inside a building, 
and you wanted to a ruin, right? Like a, a ruin, yep. Um, or any building with a wall, essentially, because in the core rules, models can't be inside walls and things. Um, WTC rules: if you're playing WTC terrain, for example, they can they can move through, and you can count models. You can use wobbly model. You can count them as being like in partway through walls and things like that. Yep. Um, but rules as written in the core book, you can't. So what you would do is you would place a model like a, a fraction of a smidgen of an inch just inside the wall or just outside of an inch inside the wall so that no model could charge them from outside and be an engagement range, which meant that they had to travel all of the way around the building to get to them, and therefore making them essentially impossible to charge. And for some things like knights, you, could, you can put models in buildings and be like, oh yeah, you can't hit me. Um, so that there's a whole bunch of gaming stuff there. And obviously this is something that was seen at competitive levels and not in casual play because you do this in casual play and someone slaps you across the nose and you yeah. play the game. <laughs> like some um, <laughs> dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but in competitive play, it was one of those things where like we, during practice for VTC and GTO, uh, sorry, for GTO, because VTC used WTC terrain. So for, for GTO um, practice, when I was doing that, I would say to my opponent, I'm going to put these guys in the wall inside the building and they'll do the standard one inch away and we're all like yep no worries we can't charge them cool and we get on with life it's one of those tactics that come that is just there they fixed that by um adding a rule to the obscuring terrain trait so only area terrain with the obscuring trait i.e ruins will have this uh this rule keeping in mind that if you're treating something as ruins it does have the obscuring trait even if it's not tall enough to actually trigger obscuring line of sight blocking stuff so they've added to this trait while a model is within one inch of an area terrain feature with the trait and the shortest line between it and an enemy model crosses over or through this terrain feature then while those models are within two inches horizontally and five inches vertically of each other they are within engagement range of each other so in addition to the normal engagement range triggers i.e. one inch and half an inch of half an inch, you now have an additional engagement range uh, trigger or engagement range um, condition, which is two inches horizontally and five inches vertically. Um, this is while you are on or within terrain with the obscuring trait. So on the face of it, cool. Now you can, if you're sitting in terrain like a, a fraction of more than an inch back from a wall, a guy can walk up to the outside of the wall and instead of not being able to hit you, they're like, cool, I'm now in engagement range. Mm. Have a power fist to the face. Yeah. Like, cool. Um, makes sense. There, there's going to be some small jank with, like, it makes charges marginally easier now because engagement range is a bit yeah. larger. Yeah, say everyone's just got plus um, one to charge if you're charging someone in obscuring terrain. Essentially, yeah. Instead of needing, you know, your charge roll to be just under an inch less it'll now be under two inches less cool whatever um not you know not really a problem and of course uh everyone is now losing their minds because if you have a unit that is behind the ruins and they are and a unit charges them through the ruins and then piles in and consolidates in a very specific and very careful manner where they charge in through the ruins hit them with everything within two inches and then consolidate in such a way that they end up outside the ruins 
and more than an inch away from the models they charged. The models that were charged cannot fight back. Because they're technically out of combat. Because they're out of engagement range. Yeah, All right. This is, this is obviously dumb. And once again, outside of competitive play, if someone tries this in casual play... You tell play, them to fuck off. Get, t- tell, tell them to stop being a dick and give them a slap, right? You just kick like, them out. We, 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 fuck we, you, cunt. Yeah, just be like, be like, come on, man, what are you doing? Yeah. Now, that said, at competitive play, at a competitive level, this is, this is fair game. It's the way the rule works. Sure. Still also a dick move, even at a tournament. You'd be like, okay, all right, you're that kind of guy. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, so it depends on the kind of game you're playing and stuff. But if you, look, if you're playing on top competitive tables and and you're seeing the opportunity to get an advantage by doing this, go yeah, for it. Like, that's the it. point of a top competitive table game is to be as competitive as possible. Yeah. Um, find every advantage you can get out of the rules and use it. Fine. And people, people are losing their minds about this and going, oh, it, it's, they've broken the game, they've ruined things. And it's kind of like, well... All you've done is they, they had a problem where you couldn't charge stuff in ruins. They fixed that problem and they've created a, yes, another problem that's going to occur far less and is several steps further through the gameplay. And it's so, so situational, like, based on the current yeah. game state that, like... Yeah. You know, you're not going to see this in four combats across in one turn, right? Like, you just... Exactly. It's just not going to happen. This might come up once in a blue moon. Like, it's... it's Yeah. Once a tournament. And so, once a tournament, maybe. Um, so, it's one of those things where people are, like, are going nuts about it. Either they've broken the game, they've ruined... Look, I'm very critical of GW's rules design team, as you would know. Yeah. Um, as, as we both are. Yeah. I don't think this is something you can be super particular about You're like all right cool you could include an extra line that says you know a unit charged in this way if at the end of the pile of consolidates out of engagement range may make a pile in and then fight as if they were still within engagement something like that that could fix it not a problem yeah but i i can't really i i don't think this is an example of egregiously terrible game design i think this is an example of them fixing some bad game design with a rule that, that has then created another far less likely to occur very situational problem which you could argue is bad game design, but so it definitely is. But it's it's hardly not as the worst. As many other things, as far as fixes go, that cause other problems, I'm fine with this. I'm like cool. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least you won't be able to you know stop people from from getting you into combat and stuff. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. Like, yes, it does create a slight problem potentially, but that problem is several steps further down the line past the original problem. Yeah. So you, you're able to play more of the game before you encounter a problem. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. That said, something that I do want to bring up from this, unless you've got any more thoughts on, on this particular one? Nah. I mean, look, to be honest, I didn't even notice that. I even read it wrong. I thought, a lot, I was just like, hold on, his engagement range just now turned to two inches? Like, I was just like, what? That's crazy. They've just given you a whole extra rank of combat. And then we were talking about it. It's like, <laughs> no, 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 that's not what they've done. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, something else that I want to bring up very briefly, and this is just as a game design thing that I, I think I'm not happy with. Um, so in a, in a couple of balance status plates ago, they made all of the upgrades for Imperial Guard squads free. So you just paid 60 points and you got an Imperial Guard infantry squad and you could upgrade them <coughs> out the wires with all the stuff for free. Voxcasters, special weapons, heavy weapons teams, plasma guns on sergeants, all, all the stuff. Cool. Um, by making all of the options free and the squad a base 60 points because you've, you've just given them a big boost um, and you don't ne- really need to worry about which 
particular gun on such a cheap body is better. You're just paying for some special weapons and some bodies. Fine. There has been a trend in the last couple of updates to actually start doing this more. Um, so in the most recent one, I think they made all of the Death Guard Plague Marine squads. All of their upgrades are now free. So you, uh, can, so you yeah. can pay for a Death Guard Plague Marine squad. You can just kit them out with whatever you like. Which is insane. Still with the dumb as fuck, whatever's in the box, one of each weapon rule. But like, in general, you can yeah. just upgrade them for free. Just um, fucking stupid. Yeah. You can do it with Armored Sentinels now, I think, as well. Uh, I think Rubric, like Cult Marines, um, and now have the same thing. All their upgrades are free. And, and so on. Like I think there's a couple of other examples of this around that I'm just not recalling off the top of my head. So the, the, the problem I've got with this, when you, when you essentially make all of the different weapons and upgrades and things cost the same thing, i.e. nothing, um, or if you made them all cost one point or all cost 10 points or anything like that, you give them all the exact same value of nothing. Um, you are giving up any possibility to balance these because there are going to be some of them that are just better. Like I, I presumably as a Death Guard player, you'd be able to look at the Plague Marine data sheet and go, well, there's three of these which are amazing and then two of these which are actually better just to have bulk gun Plague Marines with. Yeah, of course. Right? Or, or, or some variation thereof. Yeah. There are better and worse options. Of course. And so... What this reads like to me is that whoever's doing the, the balancing for them has essentially just given up on actually balancing the weapons for them. Yeah. And they've gone, all right, the bodies cost this much and you can do what you like for the weapons. Yeah. And you can argue, well, they're, they're including the cost of efficiency of the weapons in the cost of the bodies. And I'm going, but but you're not. But they're not all equal, so it doesn't work. Because they're way. not different. Yeah. Because they're not, they're not equal, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, Games Workshop aren't very good at balancing with points. And, and we're well aware of this. But I would argue that this is them not trying to balance with points. Well, it's also, is it a typo, uh, as right? Soon, as, soon as, as soon as you... Sorry? Is it is it an error? Because initially... The fact they're doing it over so many different things, I doubt it. Yeah, because originally when the whole Plague Marine one came out, everyone was like, wait, is this an error like it was last time? Like, Because it, originally it came out with... The Raveners. And then right, everyone yeah. was like, this is stupid. Like, this is fucked. Because of yeah, just how yeah. strong all those, you know, the data sheet was. Yeah. And then like, oh, no, 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 no. We, yeah, no, no, it's supposed to be pointed. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. And then... But see, that's the thing. is because they've made the Imperial Guard squads like that intentionally, and they even, <clears> I think they even mentioned it in one of their articles, like, oh, they're now free. You can get yeah, yeah no, no. So that one, that one was, there was, there was no argument yeah, on right yeah. that one was real clear yeah so when the plague marine one came out everyone especially with all the death guard groups that i'm in and stuff everyone was like mm, is this legit and people were like nah nah we think it's a thing and then and then heaps of them just started like contacting games workshop be like guys is this legit or is this not legit like we need a you yeah. know please let us know and there they had like the shows, faq, the FAQ. <laughs> yeah. yeah and this was this was yeah um people were posting you know uh, screenshots of like them talking to Games Workshop going and showing their answer, I'd be like, no, no, no. 
it's all included in the cost price, but then it was like, but it wasn't like a senior design team member. It was like, who actually answered this? Because, you know, they've done that before where yeah, they've had yeah. the wrong person answer a rules question and it's been someone else or whatever, which is yeah. also just like, how? But whatever. Um, and on a thing like Sentinels, Imperial Guard, I can understand they'd just be doing it throw on my bone. But on the Plague Marine one, I'm like, yeah, why? Yeah. Like, that just makes Plague Marines now, right? like really, really strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really strong. Yeah, uh, and, I mean for for rubrique as well. Yeah, um, for for cult troops in general, and it, so yeah, you, you see that, and you go, well, the problem I've got is it's not just them being bad at balancing things with points. It's just this is them voluntarily saying we're not even going to try to balance these things, which are obviously differently valued. Yeah, we're just not going to bother. Yeah. Like, I get if they said, okay, we're going to make uh, Flails of Corruption five points and Maces of Contagion two points, and you can look at those data sh- those profiles and go, that's fucking stupid. Um, that's one thing. They get it wrong. This is just... They're just not even trying. Point well, as well, because it's, it's, it's not consistent, right? So, for example, if you were to go, okay, Guard is whatever, six points a model, and all the stuff's free. Then your next step isn't yeah. Plague Marine, but maybe Cultist, right? You'd kind of go, okay, you kind of see what they're doing. They're trying to check to see if making the really fragile chaff things in in a certain archetype, like if you were to put uh, guard models as an archetype, what are the other armies that have this kind of archetypal model? Let's right. just let's yeah, just yeah. let's just put this system into all those and see how it affects, right? You kind of yeah. go, oh, okay, cool. That kind of I uh, you can get what they're doing, or you know. Understand what the thought process is there, but there's no similarities. Like you just said, Sentinels, Plague Marines, and Guard and fucking Guardsmen. Yeah, I, I, I believe there's others as well. Yeah, I know, but so I'm saying just just Marine, just Guardsmen, you... something else as well. Yeah, but like even if you just took those three, right? There's literally zero similarities between any of those three. So you could argue yeah. there's no thought whatsoever going into this decision. Yeah, well, things like Sentinels as well are confusing because you've got upgrades for things like Hunter Killer missiles and stuff. Which are just, which are not switching any options out. You just get, you can just take them. Can you take them with melters? Lights. Yeah. So you can you take a multi so, a multi melter on the sentinel. Yeah. Along, so, so here's the thing. Sentinels now, whatever gun you choose to give them is free, but also hunter killer missiles, searchlights, smoke launchers, and sentinel chainsaws. They're now all free as well. Is what about the so armor? It's like, is the armored one a different data sheet? It's a different data sheet. Okay. So that one didn't get it. Um, I don't know. Oh, it might have done. I'm not sure. Okay. I, I think it. I think it did. I think. I think it's both versions of it. I could be wrong, but I think it's both versions of it. All of those upgrades, which you would never take, because you're trying to keep points down. Now it's like, okay, now they all have them permanently because there's zero possible reason not to put them all there. I mean, like outflanking and, and, and sentinel melter like, squads, right? Yeah, but see, so yeah. no, no, the point I'm making, right? With all of these upgrades that are just like you just add them on bolt-ons. If you're going to make the whole squad free, or the whole model free, just roll those into the data sheet. Those are just those should just be part of its basic profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you, have- you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be turning around and going these things which you could pay for in upgrades. You can now just have so well, like they do like they do with the Chaos Knights armager thing, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Instead yeah, of having one chassis been... that can be upgraded in a certain way, they're individual chassis. So you have like the Melter Sentinel, you have the Flamer Chainsword Sentinel, you have the da da da, and then you price them accordingly. 
But, but but see, again, like that would be the same thing as if you just rolled all these into the main chassis and then just said, okay, pay five points for a melter gun, ten points for a las cannon, and you know, three points for a missile launcher. Go. Like yeah, that that is true. Yeah. So it's, it's again, it's just it's they're giving up on trying to balance some of these upgrades and things. Yeah. Uh, and it, it, it's concerning, is what it is. It's, I I look at that and I go, okay, that that's actually worrying for what it says about the effort they're willing to put in to balance the game. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, all to, over to, the to place. A far greater, to a far greater extent than them just being bad at balancing it, which is another thing again. Yeah. The fact that they're not trying does worry me. Well, I mean, yeah. That, and then and then, what worries me is what they've done with the whole Nephilim balance data slate points. Where it's, 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 right, it's, hitting, it's, hitting, yeah. it's hitting the same point, right? They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And they're trying yeah. any and everything to fix a problem where I don't even think they know what the problem is. They don't know what the problem with their game is. We can tell them. Right. I can tell them. You can tell them. Right? But they yeah. don't know. But, or but, don't care. Whatever. Either yeah. or. Yeah. And, or both. Yeah. Well, so, and that's the thing. Even so, But even even saying that, like if, if we know what the problem is, we go, all right, here's, here's what you do. It doesn't mean that you go, all right, you can solve it by doing this thing exactly. It's like, no, you, you'll still need to like Try it's, a, to solve it's an iterative it process, of course. That, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You, you iterate it ongoing. And you don't iterate by just scattergunning changes across the entire thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. You just don't. You, you change like, one thing at a time. It's just not how any, just any product right. is it's, created. <laughs> like, yeah. ever. I, I, Im- imagine you're playing the the new, you know, version of, of whatever video game's coming out currently, Right. And then for the for the, the third DLC down down the road, they just like entirely rewrite the core engine of the game, and <laughs> entirely changed and and entirely change all the skins in it, and entirely change the um, the graphics engine they're running it on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a good go. point. I mean, because that's what they've done. and that's that's what my issue with with the balanced dating slate it's and Nephilim and all was yeah. was just like you're just playing a completely different game now. Oh, and, and then they've, they've also said, okay, now instead of carrying three different guns in your inventory, you're just constantly holding and firing all three of them at once. Go. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happened here. And they're like, why is this not working? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I mean, that's the thing is that I, th- I think they've got the greatest, they've got the best intention of like, they've heard a community gone, we want you to support the game, we want you to support the game. And they've gone, okay, we're going to support the game the way we think we we think the way yeah. you want the game to be supported instead of going let's support the game like a game should be supported like any product should be yeah, supported yeah. you know why didn't they just call up valve or blizzard or naughty dog or anyone that fucking anyone even ea has supported <laughs> games fucking better than games workshop <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, surely someone at Games Workshop has can get a contact at EA and be like, "Hey guys, how do you guys roll out your patches?" Yeah. We, 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 we notice your design team is hated slightly less than ours. Yes, yeah. yeah. How, 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 how do we how take do you a leaf? That? You know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I we've said this heaps that obviously ninth edition is a bit of a whatever edition prepping for tenth, and there's a lot of rumors that are already floating around about tenth and stuff like that, and. Look, you know, with if tenth come if tenth is announced um, around the December time, looking towards like a Q one twenty twenty three release, my drive for four, my drive forty k is probably going to be you know a, a one out of a thousand because it's just cooked, man. Like it's just it's just hard. Like it, 
I, don't, I just don't understand. Like, you just, what, 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 you know, on top of their business model, you know, the 3D print issue, which we've spoken about at great length previously, like, I just, I, I do not understand what they are doing. Um, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't see their model having a future. If I was an investor, I would be like, and maybe, maybe they do know, like maybe they actually give them memos and tell them the actual, the, you know, their projections or all the like business planning and what they're going to do. I don't know. But I would be like, what is their plan to tackle the 3D printing market? Because you just yeah, like, yeah. they're charging for stuff that's just like, what the actual fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it comes back to they're trying to sell a product, which is this this ongoing game and, and so on, and they're not doing a good job of supporting the product, which is making the product worse. And they're going to try and keep selling it. Well, on top of overcharging for it when you can have just as equally quality product for literally a tenth of the price. So right, yeah. why? I mean, I mean, look, we, we, we've talked about the, the whole overcharging thing at to death before as well mm. but at, at a core business concept it's like all right a business can set their prices at whatever they want and there's no you can't say it's immoral for a business to charge for their own product i'm not saying it's immoral but, i'm saying it's stupid no no or, or do, <laughs> yeah it's, it's dumb as fuck but like <laughs> but it, it's a decision they can make but the the fact that they're then turning around and going well we're not going to manage our product in a way that we want in a way that will encourage people to continue participating in it or continue purchasing it is baffling because at the end of the day, they are a business, as is, and they do want to make money. Yeah. And they're actively making the product they're trying to sell harder to get into, less accessible, and just worse. And it's yeah. confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's the point is it's confusing, as you say, because yeah. there's, there's, you know, there's five steps backwards for half a step forward. And yeah. that's what all they've done through ninth edition. Um, it yeah. started with like, like they're, three they're or four big changes. leaps forward with like the first couple and books then, and yeah. and their approach to you know engaging with community and stuff and then it was just yep. like a little step forward, even, back step, back step, back step, little step forward, back step, even, back even step. Even the back rules step. design and and game design stuff is like is weird, like because you've got like the the changes to the missions were great, and then they've just ruined it with all the secondaries and stuff, and then um, they they made all the points free in, in Nephilim, which is something people have been saying for years. Oh, you mean the the points and... update? Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they've gone and just made the rest of it cooked. I was like, why? Like, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's weird. The the mission the, the, ones the, too. There are clearly like individuals who are working in the team or in the group that know what to do, and that are trying to to make things happen. Oh, I reckon they've just they've just gotten lucky, bro. I don't reckon anyone knows what the fuck they're doing there. Like straight up, like literally. Uh, no, I, I no one. I don't think anyone in in a position of control over the team knows what they're doing. I think there are individuals in the team who can say, what if we did this? And they might put out five suggestions and then one of them actually makes it into production or, or use. Yeah. And that's that's where you get well-designed missions. That's where you get stuff like points updates becoming free. That's mm. where you get like every balance data set that comes out that we read through, that there's always like one or two rules in it that, that we turn around and go, that's actually a really well-done rule. Yeah. And then there's five of them that are just cooked. Um, yeah, well, we were just saying one before about the whole um, CP regen process is awesome. Right, yeah. Um, but I yeah. do think then, that, like, in, exactly. in a lot of those, personally, I don't think that's actually them going... I reckon that's just a byproduct of getting lucky by changing so many things. It, it, it could be. It could be. Like, it's, it's not a hill I'll die on. It very well could be. Yeah, and it's and it's a shame. Like, we're sitting here being, like, yeah. kind of a little bit negative, like, poo-poo games workshop or whatever, but it's it's because we give a fuck. Like, we, we yeah. want it to be better, and it's shown signs that it can be better. 
and that it was, yeah. you know, um, on a path to be this kind of golden new golden era of you know Warhammer Forty Thousand and da, da da da, and then it was just like man, crash and burn. That, that'd be great. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. I don't want to be negative about it. Um, but you know, if 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 you like something, then you criticize it when it needs it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, I mean, uh, but, um, yeah. we'll see how a few of these video games come out because if those flop as well, fuck, I don't know what they're doing. I don't, they're going to be in real strife. If Dark Tide doesn't come I, out I mean, and kill it, yeah, yeah. people are going to be pissed. <laughs> I mean, look though, on the bright side, heresy. I mean, heresy's fucking awesome. Heresy's great. <laughs> it's not I love a that. <laughs> fucking because it's not a Games Workshop product. It's a fucking Forge yeah. product. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. awesome. But um, yeah, so look, um, I think we'll wrap up there. Forty um, K is in a weird place. Yeah, I'm keen to play more and see how it shakes out, uh, but it's not looking in the best of spots to start with. Yeah, yeah but Heresy's looking great. That's great fun. We've yeah, got, we're gonna be we're um, gonna we're gonna be doing. Um, gonna have so much Heresy stuff coming out. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we're probably working, working on that. Um, working towards a fifty-fifty as well. Yeah, I mean, look, as we've always said, we're not going to stop doing 40k content or, no. or reduce that. No, no, that's no, where no. the audience comes from. It's what, it's what you guys are here to see. Yeah. Um, sure. But we're going to be adding heresy stuff. We're going to be, be adding streams. We're going to be adding other series. We're working on a how to play series as well so that you guys get to you know learn how to play Horus Heresy and, and stuff nice and easy, make it as accessible as possible. Um, it's going to be great. It I'm is. I'm excited. It's very, it's very exciting. Yeah. Um, so make sure to jump into the Discord and get involved there to sign up for the Risky Rollers Open uh, in August, as we mentioned earlier. And to participate sure in streams. You'll be able to see our our, oh, yes. our pre-stream streams. So this is where we're dialing yep. in the process and making sure everything is you know, looking good. And, and that's the time where if you guys want changes or you want to see the product improve, that's the best place because those things happen live and... We've already taken a few Absolutely. bits and pieces from from our Discord community about what they'd like to see regarding the stream structure and and implemented those straight away. So, um, yeah, help yeah. us help us craft this product for you, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.